What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 17 of the Get Your Game On podcast, bringing you the hot stakes, play stories, and spicy picks out of New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national, and international sports. Hosted by yours, Julie Agrasani, Michael Cunningham, Alex Reach, David Heller, Chris Kearn, and Marcellus Bordon. Listen to the podcast right now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetTheGameOnP. And with all that said, it's time to get the game on. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what's up, Alex? What's up, Chris? What's up, everyone? Michael, Marcellus? Gang, gang vibes. You know the vibes. What's up? What's up? Yeah, we know about vibes. Um, all right, before we get before we dive in, um, obviously, um, at the NFL draft uh, just wrapped up days two or three. We're gonna get into that, but um, I forgot to mention um during uh, last week's episode and um Chris and Marcellus, I hope you can forgive me, but um last episode um they were both both Chris and Marcellus were away for a couple of episodes, but last episode they returned, and I guess in the whole NFL draft hype, I, I forgot to. I've got to officially like welcome back to the show. So welcome back, Chris. Damn it, Adam. All good, man. All good. All good. Like, what? how's the trip out up to Chicago? Uh, well, then actually in Chicago. Uh, I mean, Illinois. My apologies. Yeah. All good. Okay. He, he was still in the Windy City. Was not. But you were in Illinois. You were in the state of the Windy City. Oh, let's go with that. It's pretty much <laughs> pretty much Iowa. He was yeah, in the. He yeah. was in the. He was in Redneck area. That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn, Chris. That must have been fun. <laughs> Chris, thank God I was, Chris. I'm happy I wasn't with you, man. I've been scared shitless. Probably accurate. <laughs> Chris, Chris did, did you drive or fly? I drove. Man, no. Chris got a nice little whip, man. I saw his whip on on the I, on the on the Snapchat machine. It looked fly. <laughs> Hey Chris, oh, yeah, you gonna fly? You gonna drive the jersey to see me, Alex, and David, and Cell, and 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 Adam? It's possible. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> drive about all Adam? the way from Kansas. I probably. Who cares the crap about Adam? You just yo, see me. yo, just so you know, Chris, if you do decide to do that, all 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 of us will pay for your gas. <laughs> and Chris, you can crash in my house as long as you don't snore. <laughs> I do not snore anymore. Good because Alex snores loud. I have, I, I, I got the experience, but Alex be snoring. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Chris, welcome back. And Marcel's like, like, um, was away for a couple of episodes due to focusing on his new interest that we told you about. But, um, Marcel's like, we're happy to back you, have you back on the podcast too. Yeah, yeah, man, you already know. <laughs> yeah, we all, we already know the vibes. Uh, before we get in, one more piece of information is that. You guys know what's um well technically today for those of us who are listening, but um you guys know that the May third for me. You know what this know what that day is? I am what? getting my second dose of the COVID vaccine. Nice. Yeah, second one. I've I've heard the second one is like uh the heavy hit the heavy hitter. Um it didn't affect like my mom too much, but I've heard like it can't affect like some people, so I am a little nervous, but I'm also excited. Uh, first one went um pretty smoothly, so smoothly, so I'm so um, I know what to expect, and um I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, but I'm looking forward to it at the same time. So that's all we have. So let's all right, enough with the monologue. Let's dive in. We're getting to um 
the the NFL draft days two and three. Uh, we are we already recapped them um, day one, and I I think we I think the two teams that really stand that stood out. Um, we'll get to your Eagles later on in the show. Oh, Alex, but the two teams that really stood out are are the two New York teams, the Giants and the Jets. The Giants, um, the Giants did something in this draft that. I like what they. I really love what they did. Um, in the first round, um, um, trained act like with the Bears and getting a haul. They did something that, um, while not as technically get as much, I thought was also really, really imp- impressive. What they did in the second round of the um, of the draft, they 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 had the forty second pick, and they trade back with um. I forget who they trade back with. I think it was. I'll 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 have to look I'll have to look up I'll have to look up later. But they trade they trade back um they trade back to uh, the fiftieth pick and they got a twenty twenty two um third overall pick and they drafted um a Z Ojirari, the um edge rusher from Georgia who I th- which I think at the I think at the fiftieth pick. I think this is an absolute home run slam dunk pick. Elise Ojirari, who coming into a draft, um, I don't know if you heard this. Um, many like many scouts and many like talent evaluators, like it, like covering this draft, they considered Ojirari the best pure pass rusher in the entire draft. And, and I, I I remember I think I was going back like to some mocks like like earlier or some some like mock drafts. Some people had like this guy going to the Giants at the eleventh pick. So to not only so to you get him like um you get a guy that um of that like that promising level of a player at a position of knee, by the way. We don't know how much the Giants are like need that uh premier, you know, um pass rusher on the edge. To get a guy like that at the fiftieth pick and also get a third round pick next year, I think that pick was just I think that's honestly uh, my fa- that that's honestly might be my favorite pick of the entire draft. I love I love what the Giants did. Um, I love um the receiver they drafted. Um, um Tony. I lo- I love what I, I mean. I really like I really like that pick. But what they did in the second round to me, like um, I got I I just got give up for Dave Gilmore there. I thought that was amazing, amazing value. What he did. They they trade back with uh, Miami by the way. Just so you know, they trade back with Miami. What were your thoughts on day three? Uh, de- well, the rest, of, well, the rest of Jeff, I'll, I'll get to that now. Um, the rest of the rest of the Giants draft. Um, I mean, on day three, they drafted. Um, I think one of my uh, they drafted Lisa Smith, another um edge rusher, another pass rusher from Northern Iowa. They drafted them with uh, their fourth round pick. The 116th pick and um I've heard a lot of good stuff about this guy I heard, I heard like um I've heard like he's like um he's very like explosive he's like an amazing like uh he's an amazing pass rusher as well oh one of the better pass rushers in the Jeff it's just that the rest of his game like run blocking coverage like like needs a lot of work he's like a very like apparently unpolished prospect but um but apparently he's the type of guy that's gonna like um be like more of a depth kind of player for for like a year and then and then he, he's more of like a developmental project. But I still really like the pick because we all know how much the Giants need help 
on the edge and and I think this would be a I think it's a nice like developmental project for um the Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. Like we all saw how much of an amazing job Patrick Graham did last year with the defense. So I have full faith um that he's gonna be able to um get the most out of Smith and throughout the and throughout the rest of the draft um. They made one move in the third round that I wasn't entirely a fan of. They uh tr- they traded up um and gave up like one of the picks they got one of the picks they got um their fifth round pick that they got um in the the deal with the Bears um they traded that to trade up to get to seventy one to get Aaron Robinson cornerback from UCF. I and I, I have nothing against like the player. I have nothing against the player against the player. I've heard like a lot of good things about Aaron Robinson. It's just that. They trade up for a position, in my opinion, that um, wasn't really like a big need for them. Like cornerback, we all know how much the Gi- like the Giants like among like among like the positions that they have on their roster. Cornerback is like um one of like um is like the least of like um their worries. They're, they're really they're really set. At, they're they're really like set at corner coming into this draft. And if they had drafted them, like let, let me let me explain this. They had the 80th. They had the seventy sixth pick in the draft. They and they then they trade um up to uh I believe the Saints. If they had drafted with the seventy six pick, I wouldn't have minded that at all. I wouldn't have minded that at all because they're getting like a really promising player. But the fact that they gave up a pick to draw up a the the fact that they gave up a pick um to trade up to get a player that um at a position like that they didn't really need like I thought that was a a, a little sketchy. But hey, who 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 knows? Maybe like Aaron Robinson becomes um the next. The next uh, Richard Sherman, and I look like, and I look like a moron. But so who know? But, so, but but who knows? But that was just one thing that um that that I I I necessarily dislike it. It just left me like a little puzzled. And they and the Giants had two more picks in the sixth round. They had um they drafted Gary Brightwell running back from Arizona. I don't really care about that. Um, and they drafted Rodius Williams with the with um. 201st pick, cornerback out of Oklahoma State. Like, I don't really care about that. About that. Um, I do will say it's nice to see them stockpiling on like um, even though I said before, like, like it's nice to see them like taking like um the cornerback position seriously because we because I do believe it's one of the most important positions in the NFL. Like, in the NFL, and it's great seeing them prioritizing that, like prioritizing the passing game because that was one of always my British criticisms of the Giants. Current general manager, um, Dave Gilman, is that he would often focus too much on like um positions that in the modern NFL like aren't really that impactful, like running back, defensive tackle, a lot of stuff. He would focus too much on like the running game and not enough on the passing game. So, so to see him like stockpile on like um guys that can um, help your passing game and like um and cause problems for opposing these passing game, that's something that um. That's a big change of philosophy that uh to date that's uh, if you was making that I think is much much needed. So I'll get into more of my later thoughts on like the on my giant chef because w- when we do our our gr- um teams grades like later on we're each going to grade our NFL teams drafts. But I'll get more into that later. I'll get into more into that later on. But um, that's overall my thoughts on like what they did on days two and three. Hi right, Adam. Before we move on, uh, I just wanted to ask you. Yeah. If if you think any of the undrafted free agents will make the team, yeah, they 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 did have one undrafted free agent. I believe it was an offensive guard, offensive guard, which 
but thank for taking from my Alex. Um, everyone was complaining that the Giants. Uh, one, everyone was complaining coming into the draft. Um, that the Giants that in the entire draft the Giants didn't draft an offensive line. They didn't draft one offensive line. And we all know how like the Giants' offensive line has been suspect like as of as of late. Like it's it's been like um. It's been like a point of suspect throughout the years, especially like in 2017 and 2018. It's been it's been better in like recent years, but still like um a major, it's still like a major question mark uh, team. And here's what here here's what I'll say to that. Here's, here's what I'll say to um, all Giants fans that are concerned um about um the Giants offensive line, the fact that they didn't really address it during the draft. Here's here's what I'll say. If the Giants like, if the Giants like offensive line struggles into in uh in this year, if the Giants offensive line like continues to struggle, are we really gonna blame around the fact that they didn't spend like what a third round pick or whatever type of pick like in the draft on like offensive linemen? I mean, are we really are we really gonna say like um that's the reason why the Giants offensive line struggled? No, if the Giants offensive line struggles next year. We're gonna say it was because of the mistakes they made last year during that draft when they drafted um Andrew Thomas, who had a up and down rookie year. If he struggles next year, next year, like we're gonna look back at him and say, Hey, that was a bad pick. If Shane Lemieux like um doesn't take the next step, we're gonna look back at that and say, Hey, that was a bad pick. If if um Will Hernandez doesn't like take a step, if if Will Hernandez like um um, doesn't live up to expectation. If he if he stinks, we're gonna look back at that and say, "Hey, that was a bad pick." If the Giants' offensive line struggles, we're not gonna look back and say, "Hey, what maybe what if the Giants drafted um X player like in like the sixth round or whatever?" No, we're not gonna say that. We're not gonna say it. So that's why I was say, um, would I have liked for them to spend a to um spent like um a, like the seventy six pick on an offensive lineman? Yeah, I would have. Of, but you know, you know what they say. Um, you can't reach for need in the NFL job. That's the one thing, like um, that that um, I've learned like over the years is that you can't just reach for a position of need. Yeah, yeah, you have to, uh, you have to prioritize. You have to make sure that the player. Um, you have to make sure that um, you have to make sure that you're prioritizing taking like the best player of it. Yeah, but you have to make sure that um, you're drafting like a high quality player. If um, you're draft if you're drafting like, like. Or if have like whatever say you have the fiftieth pick and the guy and there's a guy like you have a position of need and that guy is like tenth on your draft board you're not gonna draft them it's that simple so that's that's pretty much all I have to say about the Giants draft for now um now we're gonna move on um before we get into it, Jess I do want to give the floor here to Alex for a little bit to um talk about um his Philadelphia Eagles what they did on days two and three so Alex the floor is yours. So the Eagles did some really interesting moves. So I took the time to jot down uh, three three good facts about each one of the three. So I'm going to start with Devontae Smith. He led the NCAA in receptions. In the fifth round, the Eagles selected Kenny Gainwell, Fun fact about him, he is cousins with Eagles Fletcher Cox. Wow, I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, so 
it's going to be a very interesting type chemistry off the field between them two. And it says Gainwell is a challenging study as a slasher with average burst and speed, but excellent change of direction talent. He was one of the player in all of FBS to gain at least 1,000 yards rushing and 500 wow. yards receiving. Gainwell averaged 6.3 yards per rush and scored 13 touchdowns on the ground. And he was... This is a running back, right? Yeah, running back from from Memphis. Yeah, Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. They, they, they also drafted, uh, I believe, a center in the second round, Landon Dixon from Alabama. Yeah. I thought that was an excellent pick. And another excellent and- pick. And we'll go. We'll get to like what the into um, my my take on the Jets draft, but um, but this is but it's, it's a similar take. What I'm gonna have is the, the Eagles are investing in um in getting Jalen Hurts like as many, as much weapons protection as possible. They obviously they drafted Devontae Smith. They trade up drafted Devontae Smith in the first. They drafted Larry Dixon. They drafted a uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Like even though like uh because here's the thing they could have. We all know how much like their secondary is a major, major weakness of the team and a major and it's an area they need to improve on seriously. So they could have, they could have addressed that like and they could have like uh, forced like they could have like um tried to address that, but instead like um they're trying to they're like building around um their young quarterback to see like what they ha- to see what they have and they're going to try like give them as much like support as possible and us us will cut. Try and give as much as give it as much support as possible. Uh, so I got two, two more things to say. Go ahead. Okay. So. So when I did my research, I, I found, something ESPN said, and this is what they said: the Eagles are positioned to make the a real one in next year's draft because they own the Miami Dolphins first rounder. They moved back six spots in round one this year and are likely to get the coach first round pick if Carson Wentz played 75% of the snaps. Yeah, and so, so that's like potentially three first round picks for the Eagles next year. Like, yeah. So, yeah, as an Eagles fan, you have to feel good about that. Again, we all said going to this year, the Eagles are a team that I think will finish, like, probably finish last in the division. It's gonna be more of a rebuilding year for the Eagles, but when you look at like, when you look at what the Eagles are doing, like uh, the fa- the fact they have three first round picks and you see the work they've done, it's hard to not feel optimistic about the future of the Eagles. I I, I don't think like this is gonna be like a thing where they're gonna be in rebuild mode for five years. I think I think um we're gonna see the Eagles be competitive in the NFC East again sooner rather than later. Also, I'm hearing that. The draft class for I think 2023 yeah. is is something to look forward to. You mean 2022 or 23? I think it's either one of them. All right, I've I've, I've heard 2022 is an excellent like defensive draft. That's why I've heard. Yeah. Well, I say my piece if y'all don't mind on the go on go, go ahead. I've go been ahead, waiting patiently. Honestly, I think this was a great draft for quarterbacks this year. In my opinion, the, the number first pick and number two picks were quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was obviously extra quarterback draft. Like we we got into that um 
and early earlier in the episode yeah. uh, and like our I previous done, episode. Hold on. Let me, but, let me get to my point. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Michael. Um honestly. My opinion. Every the Jets did well. The Cowboys did well. Even the G Men did well. Yeah. Honestly, for me, the Cowboys needed a wide receiver. We got one. The Jets traded Sam Darnold. They needed the quarterback. They got one. I'm, I'm just saying. I want to see how the first the first pick in the draft curse can be broken this year. You know, you know what I mean? How every first pick, every first pick in the draft in the last three to five years always gets hurt or doesn't live up to the potential. And I'm a, I was I'm a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. Let's so see, what, let's see what this young cat could do. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing: me, Chris, has been saying this for years. No, not for years, but on his podcast for months. You could be a great college athlete, high school athlete. But when you get to the pros, you could be it's a different ball game. And I'm right, CK. Am I right, CK? Definitely, definitely, bro. It's it's just different. Some guys just aren't, di- aren't ready for that. Yeah, you ain't ready. Here's the thing. College football, you have three years before you go pro. It's not like the NBA, Adam, how you can have a one and done. Yeah, and then you're done. Football is is a shorter season, but the game is more intense than basketball. You know what I mean? You play, yeah, from August, from the from the NFL season starts late late August, all the way to February, uh, and then you have um, Adam. Let the brother talk. Let the man. Let I, me talk. I I know, but uh, I'm sorry, Michael. We're on a very strict schedule right now. Right? I, I I hate to rush you, but, but all right, I'll, I'll get to my point. Just, all right. I'll get to my point. I'll get to my Let's point. Get to your point. Go, go ahead. Point is, the end of draft. I want to see what the first pick in the draft could do this year. That's all. I yeah, I think um when you look at past first overall picks, like um, um I want to say they they turned out bad, but the. I mean, they, have, they haven't turned out bad. Like Baker Mayfield, like um, has been pretty good. Uh, Kyle Murray's been pretty good, has been pretty good. Um, Joe Burrow's been pretty good. But um, so they've all been pretty good players. If we want to say they aren't like superstars, they aren't like of the elite of the elite. Like then, yeah, I can understand your point. But but I think Trevor Lawrence, like if you do think there's a trend going off the first all picks not being superstars, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to break that trend. I mean, the the guy is just. I mean, the guy's a stud. That's all. That's all we could really say. Like, that's all we could say. I, I think. I think the guy's gonna be a, a star. I mean, we'll get. We'll get. We'll get more to this um later on, Michael. I'm. Like, I'm, I'm like, I hope. I really hope. Like, this is gonna be a big part of your hot take coming up. But, but we're gonna get to um the um the Jets right now and. Me and Marcellus will talk about the Jets. Yeah, yeah. You and Marcellus will talk about the Jets. Like, I'm definitely going to give you guys the floor on the Jets. But I want to say something really quickly about the Jets is that I think the Jets might have won this draft, in my opinion. I think the Jets are in contention for, like, the winners of the draft. Because based on what they did on day three and day four, with, um, with their, um, they didn't have a third-round pick. So they and they only had um one um second-round pick, I believe it was the 34th pick. And with the 34th pick, they drafted – Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. So they, 
Whereas and with um the the um fourth round pick, which I believe was the I forget what pick it what pick number is. I think it was the hundred and eighth pick, I believe. I'm not sure about that, but but they drafted Michael Carter, running back out of North the running back out of North Carolina. So they they're wasting. So I missed this for, and I'll say it again. We don't know if it's gonna work out, but the Jets are determined and are, tr- and are like busting their ass off and trying to make sure that they don't make the same mistake with Zach Wilson that they made with Sam Donald. Because with Sam Donald, like you could say it was, you could say like it, it, that Heat had to take a lot of responsibility for him, like not living up to expectations. You could say like some of that was like some of most hours on him. Um, you you can make that argument, but you cannot deny the Jets did this the. They just did the kid absolutely no favors. They gave him, they gave him little to no protection. They gave him little to no weapons. They gave him arguably one of the worst head coaches of all time. They just, they just didn't give the kid any support. And and when you look at what the Jets did um in this draft, and when you look at what the Jets and, and uh, when you could do uh, what the Jets did. Did like they're making they're not making the same mistake. Hey, now we don't know if it will work out. Okay, we all know they they could like that some of these guys could not pan out in the NFL. Like we don't know exactly how this will work out, but you gotta applaud the all the Jets guys and Joe Douglas for making sure they start the, doing everything they can to make sure they don't um ruin Zach Wilson like like they did um like they did um Sam Arnold because. Again, they wasted no time. They 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 got him an offensive lineman in the first round, and they got him like some weapons, both a wide receiver and a running back in the second round. So they make sure they surround their young quarterback with talent, and you really and you really just gotta just applaud the applaud the Jets tonight. We don't know if it'll work out, but uh, um, as a Jets fan, like I know it's been like Michael Marcellus. I know it's been a rough like decade for you guys, but I think I don't know. If I were a Jets fan, all I would say is this has to be like the mo- this has to be like the most good it's felt to be a Jets fan in a long time. I must say, honestly, the Jets, Jets, Jets Nation, Gang Gang Green has been having a stressful last decade. Last time we made it to the playoffs was 2012, no 2011. My bad. In the year that's when we beat two of the greats. Pay and Manning and Tom Brady. And we lost to Ben Rottlesburg's Pittsburgh Steelers. Fun fact, Alex is a Steelers fan, so that's where I remember crying. And the point is, because a certain little midget in this group call kept reminding me about my Jets every year. I'm not going to mention his name. He's the host of the podcast. Now rub it in my face when the Jets didn't do play like crap every year. So... So this year, the, the tables have turned. We won the draft. Let's see what we can do with it. Because I'm tired of being, I'm tired of being the Giants is in the Giants shadow. The Jets are going to run in New York now. We're running it. We got pride now. And I don't know what to tell you, Giants fans. The Jets run, run the city. It's time for us to put up or shut up. 
I'm tired of I'm tired and tired of my Jets coming in last place. We have no Brady in the division. Bill Belichick is on his way out coaching. This is our year to step up. Even though Big Ben's old ass is still carrying the Steelers and still dominating. I don't know about you, Sal. I'm tired of having no championships. Uh, uh, my son, I, I want to give you the floor very quickly, but I will. I'll, I'll just buy that. I, like, um, you say like this is the year for the Jets to compete. I, I don't think like, I think the Jets like are kind of like still kind of like in that rebuilding phase phase right now because they they got like a young quarterback and like his rookie year. There's gonna be some growing pains. Like, like most most quarterbacks in the rookie year. They go through like some some growing pains, like guys like um Justin Herbert who Herbert like who burst onto a scene and like are the exce- are typically the exception. Like normally, like there's some growing pains with young quarterbacks. So I think this is I think his first year. Like um I don't think this year is really we can expect just to compete. They, they even though the Patriots are like on the way down, you still got the Buffalo Bills to contend with. Who are who are Super Bowl contending team? You got the Miami Dolphins, who are an, uh, are a young up and rising team. So you still got those two teams to, to compete with. And I don't think the Jets, like right now, like going to next year, are ready to compete with those teams with um a, with a rookie right now. Next, well, the not uh, next next year, uh, twenty twenty two, with Zach Wilson entering his sophomore season, that's where you can expect this team to really like start to contend. I think that should be the goal. Oh, I think this year's gonna be kind of like a transition year, 22-22 onward. Like that's where you can realistically like expect the Jets uh, to contend. Okay, right, I'm sorry, Marcellus, that we kept on delaying you, like, cause I just had all that stuff I wanted to get out of the chest. Marcellus, the floor is yours. Like, floor is yours. Talk about um your team's draft. <laughs> now you're good. Um, I was very impressed with the draft. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I think we drafted all the positions that we needed. Of course, we got Zach Wilson. I mean, honestly speaking, I was talking to all my friends about this today. Uh, I think this would have been a better strategy. Personally, I thought we should have really drafted Devontae Smith. That's I really just thought we should have drafted him. And I thought what we could have did was – you know, like how we got that pick, how we traded for that pick. Let's just say we did that. I think we could have got a quarterback still at that that pick. Personally, that's I thought that would have worked better in our favor. Clearly, they think Zach Wilson's better in our favor. I don't know. We'll see. I just don't like the way they really went about it. Personally, yeah, like what? Because watch, I'm just saying, watch Sam Darnold take over in Carolina. I still, to this day, believe he's gonna eat in Carolina. And show the Jets what why they should have took a chance on them. Yeah. You know, I mean here's here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. Even if Sam Donald does thrive, like with the if Sam Donald does thrive with the Jets, like like it, it just shows like how like poorly like the Jets it'll just show just how poorly the Jets treat him. But if you're a Jets, you can't beat yourself up over that. Like the people who made those mistakes, uh Adam Gase and um Mike McCacken, Atkin, they're gone. They're like no longer um the middle with the organization, the people who made those mistakes are, are got now. You have a new regime in place. You got a new head coach. You got a new GM. We are trying to not repeat the same mistakes. As a just right now, you shouldn't be worried about what Sam Darnold does in Carolina. You should be worried about what Zach Wilson does. Like 
over these over these next few years. Hopefully, hopefully longer. You, need, you guys need to make sure like Zach Wilson turns out to be your guy. Cause let's say Sam Darnold does like turn out to be the guy for Carolina. You know what? Good on Sam. If Zach Wilson turns out to be your guy, like I don't think like as, as a Jets fan, like you would be complaining. No, nah, of course not. I mean, I hope the best, you know, for him. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm excited. You know, I, I want to see what he does. You know, I think, you know, I think like Mike was saying, there's a lot to be excited about. I'm not going to say um, all that he was saying, you know, you, you know, we haven't made the playoffs in a minute. So they, it's more of a, they got to show me aspect. You know what I mean? But I feel like definitely a good quarterback. You know, I think, I think he's definitely getting put in a better position than Sam Darwin was because they didn't really give him shit, really. Exactly, exactly. I mean, so they didn't really give him anything. So the situation's a little different. Uh, I do like – I'm not going to lie. I love the Elijah Moore pick. I love the Vera Tucker pick. You know, I thought those were great picks, you know, especially because he's one of the best guards. He was one of the best guards at the time, yeah. which I didn't even know. So that's good. As a Jet fan, you love to see that because our offensive line is, is very bad. <laughs> that's no secret. Yeah. That's been no secret. So <laughs> everybody knows that. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we definitely needed to yeah. make an improvement. And I watched some of his tape in his film and, you know, look, it looks pretty good to me. And I think, Elijah Moore, it's interesting. He just came off a monster campaign. So I think it was a tremendous value pick. I'm a little surprised he fell out of the first round. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, me too. I honestly am too. But I think it's not a huge shocker because of weeks there, like how deep, like the wide receiver, like how good this wide receiver class is, like especially at especially at the top. So it's not like a complete shocker, but still, but still, like um. I still think that that's an excellent value pick for the Jets. Yeah, and I also think um, Michael Carter, the running back, I think that was a a nice pick as well. We definitely could use more help with the running back. Yeah, I yeah. I like the fact that they like um that they wait until the fourth round to adjust the running back because we all know like um like unfortunately running back just isn't like that important like of position like in today's NFL like they're like um. Really. Like that, there are more important positions that need addressing. So, if they had addressed the running back position with like, it's like super early. Like as a Jets fan, I think that would be a mistake. So I like the fact like, not only did they wait and they made sure they addressed the offensive line and they got uh, like another uh, uh, another receiver for Wilson. Like um, they made sure they got that out of the way. Then they adjust the running back position and they and not only did they adjust the running back position, they got like a really nice like pickup in Michael Carter. Yeah, I believe so. So I think, I mean, I think there's room for growth. No, I'm certainly excited. I think I have a reason now to actually watch these guys, but I wasn't really watching them last year. Not going to lie. But, I mean, now I think I have a reason to watch. Excited to see what happens with Zach Wilson, man. I, I, think, I think we should expect something good out of him. I'm not gonna lie, I think yeah, he'll come in. yeah. I think he'll, I think he'll change the culture. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely exciting times to be a, to be to be a Jets fan. Which there've been like an thing. So it's really easy for Jets fans like yourself and Michael. Like I can understand this. It's easy for Jets fans to be cynical and skeptical. Like no matter what, because because that's how it's been. Like it's been a really rough ride for you guys. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like 
So it's easy to be skeptical of what the Jets are doing right now. But and and his thing, like, it could all still like uh turn out like they could make like you could they like for all we know like um for all we know this this could like turn out to be the same old Jets. I still a possibility, but so it's easy to feel that way. But all I'll say is to the Jets fan is um is like don't look too much on like the past. Like don't like don't like um like focus too much on like what happened in the past. Like. Uh, so and look what the what the team's actually doing doing right now. Like it's like it's way too easy to make that mistake of like being like say oh this is the same old Jets no matter what it's not gonna work out. Look what the like even though it's asked what look what the Knicks are doing right now. They're changing the narrative surrounding that surrounding um their franchise. So if the, if and we all know how much of a dumpster fire the Knicks have been for two decades and now it's finally starting to turn around. So you know what, uh, Jets fans, if the Knicks can do it, so can the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm sure hoping so. All right. That's it. They got to show me something. We'll see. All right. All right. So we're going to do this quick little segment before we get uh, to uh, Mike's hot take. Um, we're going to do this little quick segment that I have right here is all five of us are going to grade our NFL team's draft. You're going to get – so let's start with this. You're each going to get one minute to, uh, exp- to talk about what you about the draft. At the end, you have to give them, like, a grade. A, A plus, A minus, B plus, B minus, like you guys know. Oh, Joel. So I'm going to be doing the Giants. Alistair are going to be doing the Eagles. Chris, you're going to be doing your Kansas City Chiefs. Marcellus, you're going to be doing the Jets. And Michael, since the Jets are already taken, you're going to be doing your Dallas Cowboys. All right. So, so ready. And I'm going to stop. Put one man on the clock, please. And the New York Giants, like, I've already said all I could about, about, about their draft. Um, I love. I love the trade back um with with the Bears um Kadarius Tony like it's not I don't think it was a slam dunk pick but it's still a pick I really re- I really really liked um they hit a grand slam train back and laying uh this is Ojirari. they not only at a position of need for the Giants but they lagged arguably the best pass rusher in the draft at the 50th overall pick that's a slam dunk pick um they add some depth at cornerback even though like I didn't like them training up for. Aaron Robinson, I still think Aaron Robinson is like is a really promising young player. Uh, they add like Earlson Smith. Um, the only two negatives are the only real negative is as you can say is they, they didn't address like the offensive line. That's really the only only negative of it you could say. But honestly, the fact that they like add like so much draft capital for next year and the fact that they address like some serious holes on us team, like I gotta be uh, it's like I've, I've, you guys know I've been a fan of Dave Gilman. I think he kicked butt and takes names in this draft. I, I gotta give him all credit in the world. I give my New York Giants a grade of an A for the 2021 NFL draft. All right, moving on. Who wants to go next? Alex, go. You got a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think that, like, overall, the Eagles did a great job of grabbing grabbing what they needed. And from looking, like, on Twitter and getting info on everything, I think that the Eagles are about a B+. Plus. B+, plus, I can understand that, um... I can understand that. Um, 
only real nitpick is like um they waited until the fourth round to grab a corner, but as but as you said, you can't really reach your knees though. That's really just a nitpick. But B plus, I I could definitely agree. I could definitely agree with that. I could definitely agree with that. Great. Um. All right, Chris, you want to go next? You want to do your Kansas yeah. City Chiefs? Yeah. So I can go. I, 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 I'm gonna give you a little bit more time since we since we didn't give you really much time like in the beginning. So I'll I'll give you like um I'll give you a minute and a half. So go okay. ahead. Sounds good. So yeah. Um. Chiefs had they had two picks in the second round. They went Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey. I'm not super high on Bolton. He's a linebacker from Mizzou, but there's there's some potential there. Creed Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma, was the 63rd pick in the draft. Is a big time pickup. A lot. Uh, he'll a good chance to start. He'll at least compete for that job and give us some um, much needed O line depth. And then another, we got Trey Smith, a guard from Tennessee in the sixth round. I need, I need to that. Don't worry, this won't count on until you switch the time, Chris. But, but Trey Smith, I, I, I remember he was, it was a pick that I, I thought could go to Giants either in the third or fourth round, fourth round. He and then he fell all the way to sixth round. Do I, do I believe some medical issues? Yeah, some blood. Yeah, like a history of blood clots, and that's yeah. some scary stuff. So you can yeah, understand he's... like why teams are hesitant to take yeah, a fly. But... The, the Chiefs felt comfortable taking that risk in the sixth round. And, I mean, I think I think a lot of people – I mean, have the potential to be one of the steals of the draft. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see if he's – I mean, I'll push him by the way. I'll push Trey Smith and hope, like, hope he's healthy, first of all. Definitely. For his definitely. personal life. Yeah. And with – I mean, we already addressed the offensive line depth that, that we needed to this offseason, and they decided to take a chance on another guy who can come and contribute in Trey Smith. Cornell Powell, we got in the fifth round receiver from Clemson. Solid player. I don't. I don't have high expectations, but I mean, he sh- he'll make the team and he'll be on the field at time. So we'll see what he can do. But they also traded up to get tight end Noah Gray from Duke, mm-hmm. and I don't know a lot about him, but um, a tight. We did need another tight end on the roster, so they they addressed some of those different needs that we had. It's not like we the only big need really was the offensive line. They addressed that, and and they they filled some other spots where they could. So I'll give this draft a a B for the Chiefs. I think that's fair. I never think it's fair. All right, Marcellus, like you got the Jets, go right ahead. Um, my grade, I probably I'm not gonna lie, I'd probably say an A. <laughs> I think so. I, a, I give a. us an A. I think we drafted really well. I'm not gonna lie. I like the aggressiveness that Joe Douglas is. Showing, I think he's a good general manager. I'm not gonna lie, I like I like him so far. Yeah, it's hard to not like. Uh, it's I hard like to it. not like Joe Douglas. Like, even like uh, even like uh, even like uh, in the beginning when um he was brought on in, like when Adam Gates was still running the show. Like I've heard from multiple distance, like he's the one thing that's keeping me a fan of the team. He's the one guy I have long term confidence in. So. I definitely think, like, as a Jets fan, it's hard to not feel confident in Joe Douglas. Yeah, I mean, we got – like I said, we got a good receiver that we needed, Elijah Moore, definitely. I'm really surprised that we got Michael Carter in the fourth round. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm yeah, really again, a great pickup for you guys. Great pickup. Make, make... I just like – I like how he was aggressive and training up. You know, we got the second pick. And then after that, we had the 23rd pick, but, you know, he, he somehow got the 14th pick. You know, I just like the aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. It's showing that he's really trying to change the the franchise around. Yeah. You know, you love to see that. 
again, and why I said before, he's trying to make sure that um, the Jets don't make the same mistake with Zach Wilson and me with Sam Darnold. So, again, you got to tip their cap. I don't think we made a mistake with Zach Wilson at all. I, I think he's going to be really make good. make sure they, they, they make sure they don't make the same mistake with Zach Wilson that they made with Sam Darnold and that not giving up enough yeah. um support of a certain point cast. That's talent. what I meant. Yeah. yeah, they definitely gave Wilson some talent, which is yeah. good. You know, I yeah. think we should be okay. I, yeah, I honestly can't tell you what our record will be, but <laughs> okay, okay, we'll, we'll save that for um our. For um the NFL, for um for um, our NFL season preview show, which is gonna be God knows when. So, <laughs> all right, Michael, your last up Dallas Cowboys draft. Go right ahead. Honestly, I give him like a B plus. Yeah, B B plus. I can understand that. I mean, the Cowboys um. They addressed – they went uh, really a lot of defense in the draft. They drafted Micah Parsons, like, um, who I – who, um, They were really good for the defense end, but we kind of get some of the offense end. Got a wide receiver, I believe. Hold up. They got a wide receiver in the fifth round. Simi Foco from Stanford. We got – we got – we got a lot of defense. Like, we got a DT in the second – in the first round. We had a D end in the – in the first round, in round 12, number 12, we had my Kyle Preston, linebacker from Penn State, who I've always been a fan of because I think he was good for us because we needed a linebacker. We never had a good one in, like, years. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Parsons was the target I had in mind for the, for the Giants. Um, I think I, I said for I think he's the best defensive player in the draft. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> So yeah, that's, just, that's a great pickup for the Jets and B plus. I definitely, I definitely, like, I definitely agree. But because they, 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 they folk, they really went ham on defense. That's really the one area concern. Like with the team is their defense and and that and they really make sure they address that. They they drafted Kevin Jolfers, cornerback, a cornerback from the Kentucky in the second round. Like should be a mid boost to their secondary. Um, they also got Natasha Wright from Oregon State, another corner. Um. Or no, they got um Chancey Golson defensive end from Iowa, so, Iowa. So they really make they really try and make sure they um adjust the defense. Like offensively, like um offensively, I don't really have much concerns with the Cowboys. They're gonna put up points. It's, it's the one thing is that sort of that they need they need to make sure they can stop some people on defense and they then they make sure that they they really went ham on defense. They know that defense like is their um number one area concern with the team and and they meet and they went out there and they addressed it. And all right, that's the end of our uh, 2021 NFL draft coverage. That's the end of our 2021 NFL draft. It's, uh, again, it was an, again, it was a really fun, entertaining draft. And but, but the, after at the end, that we got a chance to the show to um the segment of the show that you need as much as like as much as pancakes need syrup. Mike's hot take. Michael, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get your game on pins. You know what my hot take is going to be? You know, I'm going to tell brunch today. I had a good time thinking about life. I'm thinking about who I was going to say is the greatest, greatest NFL team of all time in any generation. That's going to be my topic today, boys. I'm gonna say the the best team that never won a championship and the one Super Bowl championship that had the op- operations 
where 2007-2008 New England Patriots were the best team not win a championship that year. They went undefeated the whole year. And then somebody's then apparently a team from New York who's a he's a big fan of them, the Giants, went and beat them. Mm-hmm. I was the best team to never win a Super Bowl because you had Randy Moss, you had a good uh Tom Brady, a healthy Tom Brady. This was like the 08, 07, 08 season, right, Adam? 07, 08 season, yeah. They were a great team that won a championship. I'm going to say I'm going to go on a limb and also say Bret Hart's Minnesota Vikings that year when when he was with with Randy when the year that they lost in the NFC Championship. I I was rooting for them to win. I was rooting. They were they were like the best team. They turned around the season. Brett Favre. I don't know. This been, I've been thinking about it all day. You know my topic all day, boys. So I'm saying the greatest team to never win a championship was probably, in my opinion, the 0405 field. It's going to kill me to say this. All right, so the Giants. I'm also going to say the Philadelphia Eagles when they had Terrell Owens and uh, Dalvin Manab. And I think that put a smile on Alex's face because I said that. I mean, they're definitely up there too. Those I are my think, top I think the greatest team to never win a championship, like, that easily has to go to um, the – that's how the seven Patriots, the 60, 18, and one Patriots. Like, you that, move. When you look at that team. That when we look at that team and how much talent they had and the type of run they were on, they really they, they like nearly came to a perfect season. And then, and then you know what happened? Eli Manning, Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck showed up, and as he's Michael said, the rest of history, he didn't even play that game. So, Michael Strahan played that game, I believe. He did not. I believe. So we'll look I, I it up for a future you. episode. I'll, 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 I'm going to look it up right now, and I'm going to prove that you're a liar. Rude. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hey! Liars too cruel. That's it. A liar is too cruel for me, Adam. Liars too cruel for you. We don't have to be hostile, man. <laughs> today is. Uh, I would say today is Sunday. You can't. We can't be crazy. But today isn't Sunday no more. Okay. Dang you, dang you, Adam. <laughs> I will say, wash your mouth. It isn't Sunday no more. Today's the Lord. Today's God's day. But now it's Monday. We can't be saying that. So is that right, Adam? Mike Strand did play in that game. He had one sack. He had one sack that game? Yeah. Oh, oh. Like a, so not in Mike Strand play, he recorded a sack. So... Suck on that, Michael Cullian. <laughs> Never in my life. <laughs> All right, so, Michael, are you done with your hot take yet? I am finito with my hot take. Because All right, so you know what, Michael? I am sorry, but it is my second disapproval of your hot take. You are now 15 for 17. <laughs> I had a huge headache. Shut up. <laughs> the, 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 it wasn't – let me let me say, it wasn't – Atrocious, like your like uh, that one where you said, um, "Oh my god, that <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like... that level of bad." The problem is when you is that you is that when you um get that kind of information, like when you say McStrayan didn't play in a Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and then I prove that um he did play in a Super Bowl. When you get get kind of information incorrect, it, it like it brings down um the heat a little bit. It makes down, it brings of all, down the that's heat like, a little bit. My hot take was an eight out of ten. Shut it. 
I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. Adam, you suck. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but by your standards, you can do better, Michael. I expect, Adam, I-, I expect this level of quality hot takes from Mike's hot take. I, I have high expectations All right, fine. for you. All right, hold on. This may make it better. <laughs> Skip Bayless, we hate you on this podcast. Guess what? It's the boop up to 10 out of 10, all right? You're happy now? <laughs> yeah. Because we all hate Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, if you're watching this podcast, you, can you go, are the turkey go. of the week. <laughs> you are another turkey of the week. So, Skip Bayless, you are a jackass. Thank you <laughs> for ruining right, sports right. for us. All Thank right. you, we got, we got, we got to move on. We got to move on. Um, so, this is a story that um, I wanted to cover um, during episode 16 when we were talking the draft, but we just didn't really have – there's just so many draft stories we had to get to, so we don't have any time, and – you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys don't want to talk about is that Aaron Rodgers wants out of the Green Bay Packers. I don't, I don't know why he wants out. Apparently, like um, he's just he's basically had it like um with um the Packers organization. He doesn't like uh, the way to run the team. Like he does like a lot of the moves they made and. Honestly, I understand. I, I honestly can understand like why Aaron Rodgers is frustrated um, with uh, with the with the Green Bay Packers because we saw like for years how the Packers like just Aaron Rodgers like has like the Green Bay Packers have won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and you could and like while like they should be happy about that championship like Aaron Rodgers is like um gonna go down as one of the as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's gonna go down like as a legend, like like and throughout the years, like we've seen like the Packers like continuously come up short in terms of in terms in terms of support. And we saw we saw like um we saw they like, continuously came up, up like they've continuously come up short or like throughout the years. Now you could say like uh you could give some of the blame at the Air Rodgers because he hasn't played well in the playoffs at times. Like so you could give a give. Rogers, someone to blame from there, but I think the one thing that really, like, I think with the, I think the straw that broke the cow's back was them training up last year to draft Julian Love. I think that's the thing that really, like, um, ticked Aaron Rodgers off. And I can't understand why. Like, like, and it's, it's nothing to do with against Julian Love, against Julian Love. Like, just, just to be clear, there's not the fact that, like, um, if the Green Bay Packers like really believe like in Julian Love, like. Because he could be a good quarterback, they have every right to think that way. The problem is, like, you should be committed to get to um, make sure you win now at that rush. You should be com- making sure you um, spend every asset possible to surround at that rush within enough time. We saw, like, um, what um, the Jets are doing, like, uh, well, um, with um, trying to start Zach Wilson with that. We see what the Giants doing it now, trying to say, and uh, uh, Dan Jones is down. They, the, the Green Packers throughout the years have not made a high enough priority to surround Aaron Rodgers' talent. And you know what? I think like Aaron Rodgers at this point has reached his bullet point and saying, you know what? Uh, I want out. I, I, I think that's where um, it is right, is right now. Um, and, and apparently Aaron Rodgers has told, has told um, the Green Packers that um, he does not plan like um, to play like another game like with them as long as like 
their current like um, infrastructure is is in place now. As far as like what's going to come out of this situation, like um, but but before, before that, um, wait. Well, you guys, um, I'm gonna open the floor up to that point. I think you guys are great. I, th- I think like with the way Arrows is feeling, like it's just frustration with um how the Green Bay Packers like like have come up short and like support him. You guys agree? Def- definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, Chris, yes, you wanted to comment on that. I just definitely just agree with what you were saying with that. But like you can't, you touched about it, like how they just haven't. They haven't prioritized getting the most with the assets that they have to help him out. The Jordan Love example from last year's draft, just like just like stuff like that seems to constantly be the way they've gone about some decisions in recent years. And he's just been he's been really frustrated the past couple of seasons too. So I mean this isn't anything really shocking, I don't think, to anybody, but yeah, I mean, they they've got to do something different for him. Yeah, definitely. Because right now, I believe Aaron Rodgers has said like he he, he might we're at the point where Aaron Rodgers might sit out the season. It's at that level. Like like this is like um just some like um this is like uh, for example what Russell Wilson right now is go- is like with us with um the Seattle Seahawks where which which just like whispers and stuff is like really serious. I think this is serious. I think Aaron Rodgers is serious about not wanting to play for the Green Bay Packers. Packers right now. I, I, all right now, so I would not be surprised like if Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers has played like his last as last down as the Green Packer, unless something like um drastic like changes like in the, in the coming months. So we do have um a quote from right here from I believe Brian Gakesi, the general manager of of the Green Bay Packers. Packers like this is from. This is from ESPN Adam Schefter. He he provide I he provided this quote um quote as we stand since this since the season ended we are committed to Aaron in 2021 and beyond. Aaron has been a vital part of our success. We look forward to competing him for another championship with them leading our team. So right now the Green Packers have no intention of training him right now. So as of right now the Green Packers have no intention of training him. And you know what I think guys I think this is gonna be a situation where I think this is gonna be a this is gonna turn into a standoff. It's gonna be like which side is gonna bite first? Either Aaron is gonna is gonna like um go back and stop is gonna like play for the Green Bay Packers. He's gonna start or play, he's either gonna return to Green Bay Packers or um the or the Packers are gonna trade him. I think that, that's where I think that's where um Israel. It's gonna be like who bites first. I think that's like where this where this um where the situation is saying. You guys agree? One hundred percent, brother. Yeah, but I, I still don't. I, I mean, it's a tough decision. I mean, cause like he's really frustrated, but I still just, I still just think it's being overblown in proportion. I don't know if it's necessarily being, oh, oh, I don't know if it's necessarily being overblown. Like, if I say that's a, if you don't think it'll be trade, like I definitely agree, agree with that. I, I'm still like not, I'm, I still like um. See, was still right now with how, even with how touches I like, I would still be a little surprised if Aaron Rodgers like does end up being traded because um, you just like I think uh, uh I don't know I I I I would just be a little surprised, but I do think like with um I do think it's why I tell you Israel Aaron Rodgers like disgruntled like in his feelings like 
throw Green Bay Packers. I think that's a hundred percent. It's been like that for a while too. <laughs> but but I, I, but at the level it is right now, it's like um, it's always been like um, like here. Now it's all the way up to here. You know what I mean? Like like it's it's at, it's at another level right now. That that I definitely no, I agree with that. I, it's definitely worse than it has been. It's just yeah. it's kind of been building up over the past couple of years. Yeah. I feel like yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be a fun uh, – not fun for them, but a fun storyline for us to follow. Yeah. Um, Alex, Michael, you wanted to comment? I'm good, brother. Uh, so, I'm just – real quick, I just wanted to see what your top four quarterbacks are. Top four quarterbacks are right now? Like, uh, like in the past three years. Okay, um, let's see. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Um, Patrick Mahomes, um, let's see who else. Russell Wilson, I think, needs to be on there. Um, top in the league right now today, or in, in the league uh, right now today, top four. Um, I'm, okay, everyone should like. No, I, mean, I, I got I mean, Patrick. I got Patrick Mahomes. I got Russell Wilson. I think Aaron Rodgers is still up there. Um, if my man is, if the if the goat ain't up there, there's something wrong with you guys. Um, I'm debating right now for a four star between Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson. It's Tom Brady. Even Brady, though I hate Brady. Brady has to be. Yeah, I, 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 I'll be. Put, yeah, I agree. I, Especially I if we're talking like the past three years. Yeah. Adam, Adam, what about Drew Brees? He retired. You're, t- you're retired. You forgot you're retired. I said I said top four. In the past, like I still in the past three e- years. E- even still, I, I would still put those four ahead of him. All right. The greatest four. Okay. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Who's who's on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks of all time? The Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Um I'll do it for me. Uh, It'll be Brady. Uh, go- all right, go ahead. It'll be Brady. My main man, uh, uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah. The greatest quarterback of all time, Joe Montana. Ooh, the fourth spot. Hell, I'm putting Michael Cunningham on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll throw my Matt Urshaw right there. Um, Tom Bray, I think, is up there. Um. You got though Joe Montana up there, uh, Peyton Manning, and I don't know who would be my fourth spot. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. The fourth, yeah, because the top three is easy: Brady, Peyton, and Montana. Fourth spot is where it gets tricky. I'll put yourself. Uh, I'll put myself. uh, John Elway. John Elway is someone I was thinking of. Yeah. He's definitely in the discussion, but I, I don't know. Probably yeah, I, 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 I don't know. But I have to I mean, research some more. But we'll, we'll, we'll have to um, save this. Um, Michael, mark this down for a future hot take. All right. Oh, you gonna tell me for a hot take? Yeah. I do. Mark it down for I, a future hot take. I'm, you don't have to do it for next episode. Just keep it in the back of your mind. All right. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into that on later. But getting back to um. We're not really on time. I want to spend a little bit more time on the Aaron Rodgers story because it's such like a big and crazy story. But um, here's like 
I will say right now, if Aaron Rodgers is on the open market, like uh, on the open market, any team outside of the Kansas City Chiefs and Seattle Seahawks, Patrick Mahomes and um, Russell Wilson, they need to be potentially in on this type of trade. Because Aaron Rodgers is just like, if you have an opportunity to get like a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, like you have to, and I got to get on, I, even though I phrase his worked up the draft and stuff, I got to get on Dave going. Did you hear that quote we said the other day? He was asked like about Aaron Rodgers and he said like, that's not my business. We're committed to, De- we're like committed to Dale Jones, basically implying like that, like he, that he went like, they, that um, their, the Giants would be like, um, the Giants would be interested in Aaron Rodgers trade. Like, look, you can believe in Daniel Jones all you want, Dave Gilman. You can believe in Daniel Jones all you want. If Aaron Rodgers is available, you move heaven and earth to get him on this football team. You add Aaron Rodgers to an offense with um with uh Kenny Galladay, um uh, uh, Kenny Galladay, um uh Darius Slayton, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, um. The rush through the age of I forgot I already forgot his name. I'm so bad at names. I'm sorry. Like, you add an offense to with even half of those weapons, you instantly become a Super Bowl contend. You instantly become a Super Bowl contender. Like so for Dave Gilman to save that, like um, it's just it's stuff like it's stuff like that that reminds me of why I've been so critical of him over the years, despite of like all the good things he's done like for the Giants of lately. Like I think I just think like I just think like um that's why I say if like if Aaron Rodgers is available, I like pretty much every single team that um that is at the CLC Arcs or Kansas City Chiefs and um like should be in on that type of trade. So yeah, I'm say so that's all I pretty much have to say right now. We are running low on time, so we gotta get to everyone's favorite segment of the show. Like we all look for bets of the episode. So we're gonna to recap last week, um Recap, uh, we, I mean, last episode, episode 16. Um, I uh, lost my bet. I had the Yankees over the Tigers on the money line and Nets over Trailblazers on my line in a parlay bet. The Yankees won, the Nets lost, so the Nets completely trashed my parlay, and I took an L there. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't make it today due to, um, due to like, um, Due to sickness, but David, so so they were like, um, we wish you well. We hope you're, and we hope you come back, um, and we hope we come back full strength, um, uh, next episode. But David won his bet. He had the six sixes over the Hawks on the spread minus nine. Sixes won. Sixes covered. David wins his bet. Alex had the Grizzlies over the Magic on the money line. Very easy bet. Very easy win for Alex. Um. Chris had two bets. He had the Grizzlies over the Magic Ek on the spread, minus ten and a half. Grizzlies won. Grizzlies covered. So Chris, uh, so Chris won his first bet. He lost the second bet. However, he had the Jazz over the Suns on my line. Suns took care of the Jazz fairly easily. So Chris takes an L there. Marcellus had the Yankees over the Tigers on the run line, the one and a half minus one and a half spread. Yankees covered that. Marcellus won his bet and. Michael, he keeps on rocking with um this same par- parlay. Nick's to win and Julius Randle to score 20 or more. 
Knicks beat the Rockets. Rockets so Knicks won the money line and Julius Randle. My lucky scored, underwear, won, dude. This so, my lucky underwear. This give me luck. So he's been so he's been riding down that lane. And you know what? He won again. So to update the standings, guys, David has won six straight bets. You guys know that. <clears throat> David must lose. He's been honest. I mean, he's been he's been unbelievable. I was like, you know what his record is right now, guys? What? What's his David is right is? now eleven and five. Oh yeah, I have David's rec- I have David's bet for the and, game too. So, uh, for his I, I, oh yeah, we, we do have his, we do have his bet. So we will tell you his bet like when when um when the time comes um. Uh, Chris is in second. So David's in first place, 85.69. Chris is in second place, 97 record, 84.07 points. I'm in third, pl- even even though I have the worst record out of the bunch, 79. I remain in third place, 75.23 points. Michael's in fourth place, 97 record, 72.33 points. Marcellus is um, in fifth place, 97 record. 56.5 points and Alex unfortunately you remain in last place and a record 48.3 points tragic tragic I tell you all right so now now we'll be on episode 17 I I'm gonna go first I need to bounce back from a loss I have the worst record out of the- I need to make this bet count and you know what I'm gonna go back to hockey. I've done. I mean, I love to put hockey back. Be sure about this, I'm sure about this. I'm sure about this. You riding the train, baby? I'm riding the train. I'm hopping or a train here. You going to Tuesday, the NHL? Going to the Tuesday, league. May fourth. Oh, it is the last home game of the 2021 New Jersey Devils season. They host the Boston Bruins. The Devils this year have played very well against the Boston Bruins. So you guys know what I'm doing? I'm going to take my New Jersey Devils on the spread to beat the Bruins in our fan appreciation. The Devils, they they've had the they've had it's we've sucked this season, I'm not gonna lie, but you know what? We've won three we're in a row. We played very well against the Bruins. Of this Bruins, the Devils always play well on fan appreciation night. I think I'm not saying they'll win, but I think they, but I think they will cover. Um, they're gonna be. Uh, I mean, we don't have the official spread, but they're gonna be like the underdog here. So I'm going to take the Devils plus a goal and a half against the Bruins on Tuesday, May fourth. Right, I'm gonna do David's bet. I have David's bet for yeah, David. Yes, David's bet. All right, make give me a second. All right, fire away. He picked the Warriors money line over Pelicans. Okay. All right. Um, who wants to go next? All right, Alex, you want to go ahead? Like you're in last, you're still in last place. So, yeah. Gotta start catching up. Go ahead. Alex is a little salty about that loss tonight. Okay, I I have not done this before, but this is my first time of doing it. Um. I am going with an upset. Ooh. Alex, that's a, Alex, that's a stupid, stupid idea. No, no, no. Let's hear what he has to say, Michael. Let's hear what he has to say. I am going to do the Colorado Rockies money line against the San Francisco Giants. Ooh. Hold up. Uh, 
only reason why he's picking the upset is because the Rockies beat the Giants. Alex, you'll put a little wager on the line. You lose this bet. You got to keep Aaron Judge for your profile pick for another week. Don't do it, Alex. Decline. <laughs> Adam, Fist come on. Alex. Fist bump, Alex. No, I want Fool Alex. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, Michael. We send this on the dance floor. All right, moving on, moving on. Um, Chris, you're in second place. You got to start getting – you could potentially take the lead here over David, so go ahead. Well, we're, we're confident with the pick we're going to be making for this one. Um, some of you may have an idea where I'm going. Oh, we forgot fact, about the competition correct. from mentioning We're going night. to go with the Memphis Grizzlies over the New York Knicks money line. The last time we did this, it did not go well for us. The Grizzlies have broken my heart about every week the past few weeks as well. They've lost on buzzer beaters more times than I can count. Um, so, yeah, let's hope it doesn't happen tomorrow. And go Grizzlies. Grizzlies money line. Oh. I, Chris, that is officially my favorite bet of this episode. Go. Congratulations. All right. Before you have a chance to respond to that, Michael, before you have a chance to respond to that, Marcellus, we need to get your pick. Go ahead. Oh, Alex is going to let you for this pick because I'm going to go 76ers over Bulls money line. Very good pick. All right, everybody <laughs> here, Maya. All right, all right, all right. All right, 76ers over the Bulls money line. All right, Michael. Last up, I have a feeling I know what your bet is. Honestly, Rematch time. Michael, bring the heat. The last time I got called out for a bet, I won. A certain a certain guy in this podcast called me out once with the Grizzlies over the Knicks. And what happened? I forgot. My memory ain't that good no more. Oh, wait. I won. Adam, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know who I'm going with. Adam, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. Hmm. We're going to uh, – I picked them the last three weeks, and I won three, uh, three in a row. You, you – know, Adam, you know what time it is, Adam. You know, know what, what time, time it is. is. Go ahead. You know what time it is, baby. The Knicks are going to beat the Grizzlies, Chris. We're going to do it again. We doing it again, brother. And Julius Randle scoring 20 or more. Money, Knicks money line, and Julius Randle scoring 20 or more. Now, can you dig it? <laughs> Chris, I'm going to be 2-0 with you, and I'm going to be no. counting my Benjamins. It's not happening. It will happen, Chris. It's going to happen, baby. It's not happening. Yo. It's, it's happening again, baby. It's happening. Adam, play that oh, small okay. violin for Chris. All I'm right. Chris's- <laughs> I just so you go, I am really, really looking forward to this. You know what? <laughs> hey, Chris, you know you're my homie, but tomorrow we at war. Today we at war. It's oh, war, so. brother. Chris, when I beat you... When my bet beats your bet again, are you, I don't want you to be hostile towards me on Thursday. On Thursday, sh- recording. Well, I won't be. It's all up here. I was talking with my dad earlier. My dad told me to pick that bet because he says Chris doesn't have a chance of beating the Cunninghams. Okay. The Currents will have a chance of beating the Cunninghams. Again. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Adam, all right, take my pick. All right, so. Jesus will cover for me. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's all from um, our best again. That's all for this episode. Um, 
really, I mean, just to recap, I mean, really great. It was a really fun draft. Uh, I had a bunch, bunch of fun time um, watching it with you guys. So, as you don't know, myself, Alex, and David, and um, and Michael, we um, I believe Michael, Chris, and myself joined at times. We all like watched like the draft together, and I had a really fun time with with you guys. Guys, um, Alex, you wanted to comment? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely had a great time, and yeah. I like I liked everything about it. Yeah, it, it was just it was just you know a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. Um, again, David, uh, and then David, um, we hope you're feeling better. We look forward to um having you on um next episode. Any final thoughts, anyone? Nope. All right, that's it. This has been episode 17 of the Get Again Up podcast. It's yours truly. Adam Grisani, Michael Cunningham, Alex Reach, Get With Heller, Chris Kieran, Marcel Spurdock. If you like we heard, leave a like and follow or subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you want to join the conversation, drop a comment or review and may feature it in a future episode. Remember, friends, go super juice to fast. You can match up with belief in it, and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay lit. And we're out.